And we welcome you in here to the latest edition of the King's Cast. I'm Damian Barling, along with my partner, Jill Edge and Jilly. The Kings, three and one. Oh, yep, and we've got Gracie. Gracie coming to hang out. Gracie's always here with us. Hopefully you're watching the show on twitch.tv slash ESPN, or you're following along on Periscope or YouTube. Go find the ESPN 1320 channel. Over there on YouTube, we do tons of exclusive Kings content uh, on all of those different platforms, and we are thrilled that you're here with us, as I am sure you are thrilled that the Sacramento Kings finished a four-game road trip at 3-1, and one, uh, avenging another loss, if you will. Uh, they get that win back that they lost earlier this year to the Pelicans, and it, was another, it wasn't a career night from De'Aaron Fox like the first one was, but it was a big night nonetheless. Yes, and especially when um, I've been getting comments from so many people about uh, Fox being scared to take over games or, you know, Halliburton's already surpassing them, Mm -hmm. Um, things like this where back-to-back games, I mean, it was Fox put, you know, those games on his shoulders. And and we've seen him do it before, right? So we know it can happen, and that's part of, you know, his growth and – elevation and in taking those those steps right each year um and it and it was amazing to see it was no matter what they threw at him that's they couldn't stop him and then i just saw um a post game quote from him saying that he had said i guess he told the team uh during the fourth quarter that we're holding them to 20 points that's that's it like that's that's their goal, right? And mm-hmm. they held him to 15. So <laughs> yeah. last game it was 21. This game yeah. it was 15. And you know what I mean? And last game they lost it by, you know, less than a bucket. So yeah. um, we're seeing a trend of fourth quarter defense, which if that keeps going, that's a good trend, right? Mm-hmm. And that gives you a lot of opportunity to actually to win these games. And I mean, as much as we want to talk about Fox too, but credit to Barnes again without Barnes playing like he's playing the Kings aren't down 10 right for Fox to be able to do you know what he was able to do so credit to guys like Barnes and Holmes and keeping them you know in this game and I felt bad for Bagley because that had to have been one of the weakest tosses that I that I've probably ever seen um, I thought I thought Marvin had the weakest technical foul ever until he got the second one. And it was like, <laughs> nope, that's the weakest technical foul ever. Like, Mar- Marvin's it, it, got like number one and number two is two of the worst technical fouls ever. Yeah, and it was even, uh, it was Sean Cunningham put up the the audio and the replay of it. And so you could hear everything and he's jumping up yelling, oh, oh, like you can't say oh now, right? Mm-hmm. And jump up and down like, oh, oh. You know, game in and game out, we see guys screaming in the ref's faces and nothing yeah. happens. And yet a guy spins in a circle yelling, oh, well, he gets tossed now. Who was like, it? What? Was it like it was the Indiana game? I think was it Bjornsson? What's it? Was it Bjorkson, the, the, the Pacers coach? He's screaming at the official two inches from his face with his mask pulled mask down. Off. Not a technical insight. But Marvin, boy, Marvin gathered up two of those joints quick. Like, all right, that type of yeah. game. Huh? And I, I guess it took the, I guess it took the drama out of whether Marvin was going to play in the fourth quarter or not, which I would have been terribly curious to see 
given the way that fourth quarter wound up going, but those are just questions we'll we'll never have the answer to. And it's probably better that way. I I I think Marvin has made some really, really positive strides lately. He was in I mean, rightfully so. He was having a bit of a tough time with Zion Williamson. Zion didn't have like a monster game by any sorts, but he, the he body had, size, right? Yeah, yeah, he had trouble with. Again, it's Zion. I, like, I get it. It's gonna I'm, happen, I'm, right? I'm not going to be overly critical. Like, <laughs> yeah. Marvin is certainly not alone in that in that camp of of guys who have struggled with with Zion Williamson. But yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Harrison Barnes because normally, whether it's the radio show with Kenny or it's one of our you know one of our podcasts together, we we mention Harrison Barnes like 30 minutes into the show. It's like, oh, by the way. Harrison was really good. We will mention everything everybody else did good and everything everybody else did bad. But when it comes to Harrison, it always seems to get mentioned at the end. Uh, So I'm glad you brought him up right out the gate because he had 24 more points today. He was five of nine from three. Again, he is just uh, he's he's the rock for this team. I was going to say, so during that stretch at the beginning, right, when the Kings were winning, you saw him essentially dominating, right? Like he's putting up big numbers. When the Kings had that losing stretch is when Barnes went through that that stretch of, you know, just tough, like bad games, essentially. Like, right? Um, and the Kings are what? Three and one on this road trip? Who yeah. had four great games? Harrison Barnes. Like as much as we want to talk about everybody else, like he seems to be that foundation piece that, that enables these other guys to build on where like someone put in here old reliable right like it's essentially that's that's what him and guys like Holmes are becoming for this team where um it allows to me it allows these other guys to progress and not have to force themselves into playing outside their game into doing these things like for Bagley the last couple games he's really been playing inside himself and they've gotten away from the the ISO posts up and and things like that. And he's kind of just playing within the flow of the offense. Yes, that's him progressing, but that's also, you know, credit the rest of the team with how they're they're designing plays around him essentially. And he's picking up on flows. Um, but again, where you see Barnes struggling, you're gonna see guys forcing right things and and playing outside of their best game. So mm-hmm. when Barnes is on, it allows everybody else to stay on track and be on as well. Yeah, it 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 does. And if we're going to pick apart like Tyrese has had, he just hasn't gotten into a, a flow shooting in the last gosh, it I'm at least three games. I think he was two of seven or, or or something like that. I think he, he was two of seven to nine. I feel like he was something similar yesterday and or uh, against Miami and something similar the day before uh, against Toronto. He just hasn't really found a groove yeah. on the offensive end. But the thing I love is that when that's not on, he finds other ways to be able to contribute, right? Like we say that about some of these other guys where if their shot's not on, and they're not contributing elsewhere like what what do you like what do you do right (laughs) what are you doing out here um he's he's able to hit shots at the end of quarters right like that seems to be his thing right now hitting threes in quarters he's getting key steals right at at certain times he's he's finding the assists um he's leading guys like bagley and and Holmes right at the basket where they need to be able to go um so yeah i i think it's it's 
don't even want to say the rookie struggles, but it's guys probably figuring out how to guard him and things like that, and he'll have to adjust. Um, but it's nice that you're seeing a rookie be able to impact other parts of the games when his shot's not on. I mean, because yeah. really, how many rookies can can do that where one thing's not going, but I'm going to find three other you know facets of the game to to be able to to contribute and and make a difference in so you you know his shots not on and you're still every game essentially seeing him close out right um because you really can't afford to take him off and that's one of the hard things about this bench right now where um if he's not on there you really don't have the other playmakers um with white side with koja like where Mm -hmm. you need them to essentially play outside their norm if if Halliburton's not hitting some of these shots, you saw, I, I did appreciate, um, I mean, I don't even know if this should be an appreciation thing, but Luke made the adjustment in the second half of putting guy in there after mm-hmm. that first half of bad bench play. Right. Yeah. And tired legs granted. I mean, what was it Saturday? They were, um, three games and four nights. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like, it's crazy that their schedule right now and they're kind of playing, more so than normal and crazy situations. And I was um, a little. So you're going to see the tired legs, right? So I I appreciated him getting some fresh legs out there and making that adjustment because that's one thing that I've criticized him before of not reading the game and making those kind of adjustments. So I I appreciated him putting guy in and for those minutes and getting some fresh stuff because you know what i felt like it was a miracle the kings were down ten when they were. So mm-hmm. I think things like that that again, kept them within striking distance and allowed Fox to do what he did in the fourth quarter. And this was a game I was concerned about because of what you just mentioned. I wasn't necessarily concerned about the New Orleans Pelicans. I was concerned like, okay, this is the fourth game of a four-game road trip. kind of the end of the stand here for them. They had that tough loss against Miami. There's kind of, I I felt like there were two ways that this game could go. They were either going to win, which awesome that they did, or they were going to get blown out. I, I didn't feel like this was going to be a close loss tonight if they lost. I felt like they were just going to come in tired, dragging, maybe a little frustrated with the way the Miami game went down, uh, trying maybe potentially trying not to be vocal about their frustrations with the um, officials, which has been a big topic of conversation. And unfortunately, I don't expect that's going to go away. It's going to be a lot easier to talk about the frustration of Marvin Bagley getting tossed out and the frustration with the officials after a win. Then it's going to be after a one-point loss. But I, I was concerned about this game and that it's the last one of the road trip. And, you know, how are they going to feel headed into this one? Are they going to come back dragging? Are they going to already think, be thinking about Wednesday? Are they going to be happy with the 2-2 split? Uh, and they were none of that. And I think one of the biggest, you know, takeaways from this is kind of what you already mentioned. The fact that they were down. The fact they were down double digits. And they were able to fight their way back into that. And we've we've seen... We basketball, it's the old cliche. Basketball is a game of runs. Like we, we all know that, but sometimes it feels like the Kings aren't the team making that run. Right. Like once they go down, they aren't battling back. And that hasn't been the case over the course of the last few games. And how many times have they been down and the team given themselves a goal and actually exceed the goal? Right. Yeah. I mean, essentially it's normally we hear the same quotes, right? Post game over and over is, Oh, you know, we, felt like we could do this or we really know we should be doing this like they actually did it so props for doing it finally um whether it can be a consistent thing um you know we'll we'll have to wait and see but another thing is you know i i've talked about this on here before the 
the hustle stats, right? How I mm-hmm. always talk about how we don't have anybody on the hustle stats and a lot of times that that can make, you know, when you're lose a game by a point, you know, that can, that can make or break a game, right? We now have two Kings on the hustle stats in the top hey. 10. Um, we have a uh, Bagley at sixth for uh, charges. Um, okay. Taking for taking charges per game. Um, and then Fox for loose balls. So again, okay. our two young guys, right? Um, but again, those are things that give you possessions, right? You're giving yourself possession. So again, just the hustle plays, show the effort, you're making a difference, keep it going. But that's, to me, that's one thing that's really stood out in Bagley's game right now is he's doing a great job at reading um, when it comes to taking charges. I mean, that's on defense. And that's, you know, that's something that we've known that he has to improve on since college. Um, But so it's nice to see him actually reading the flow of the game and knowing, you know, when, when to take those kind of things. So that's, that's all, all progress for me. And, and one thing that, you know, with Bagley is I still have a, such a hard time of people giving up on a 21 year old. I, I know he was a number two pick yeah. and he's not Luca. Like I get it. But until people start looking at him as a 21 year old who, who really, which most boys are held back, right? Like that's the thing right now is you hold the boys back and it gives them another developmental year. He was ahead. Like his 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 freshman year in college, he should have been a senior. Like we're still seeing a young kid physically developing into his body, into his game. Hadn't played for a year. Um, take take the growth where it is. It, ignore the draft. Ignore his dad. Like I get it. It's frustrating. It's it's the useless, you know, chatter, but actually appreciate and and focus on the growth where we're actually seeing it from from a young kid. And that's one of the things I hate seeing him kicked out like he is. But yeah. you know what? That's a learning experience too, I guess. But no emotion. I, I don't. You're. I don't think you're going to see that from most refs. But yeah, I mean, but like <laughs> like I said, where he reminds me of the home plate umpire that's like doing the strike three call right for every right. strike, where you're just yeah. like. Stop! Like, stop it! Like, stop it! You want you want the attention on yourself and not everybody's and watching not the to game, see you. But that's that's what it is. Everybody's yeah. watching to see you. A couple of quick notes here, real quick. Uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, please like, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Uh, if you're on Periscope and you want to get on Twitch or whatever it may be, twitch.tv slash ESPN thirteen twenty. Or if you're just listening to the podcast version, you can watch along here when we do these live. Uh, on those ESPN 1320 channels. Uh, Kenny Carraway retweeted this from NBA Central. Uh, I want to share it with you, Jill. De'Aaron Fox's last seven games, points to rebounds to assist, 38-4-12, and 36-6, 24-2-4, 16-8-10, 22-3-7, 25-4-7, and dating back to the last Pelican game, Pelicans game, uh, 43-4-13. I know Mark Jones tweeted something about this today. De'Aaron's putting say, up all-star yep. numbers. His, he said he talked to a, West, a Western Conference um, all-star coach, and they said they felt that Fox was playing at – that he should be an all-star this year. And yeah. it's – we're seeing – right? We're starting to see it in the win columns. Yes, we're not 500, but – 
we're, we're seeing the trends, right? And it, as long as the Kings keep winning, he he will get talked about. I, I think regardless if we're on national TV or not, at some point the the wins and losses will speak for itself, right? Um, but you well, see not just teams, that. Are, teams are having to adjust same way they did with DeMarcus Cousins, right? Teams are having to ju- adjust their game plan specifically for De'Aaron Fox. That that doesn't happen to every single player in this league, right? That's usually an all-star, right? That that coaches are specifically having to to make adjustments and design their defense after, right? I mean, it was DeMarcus, you were seeing guys double and triple teamed constantly on mm-hmm. on a basis. And it, it's nice to see him get talked about. Um, but I mean, w- whether it actually ends up happening, well, I'd... Here's the thing, though. When you look at how scattered the league is right now, like Dallas yeah, just lost true. their sixth in a row tonight. And so yep. Dallas right now as it stands, and I understand we're still... 11. Yeah, we're still a while's a ways away from, from All-Star selection. I guess there's yeah. actually an I mean, All-Star we're game. What, but... We're two games back from the eighth seed, right? And we're right. we're still a good amount of ways, yes, games away from the All-Star. But, but Luka's going to be level. an All-Star. Yeah, but Luka's going to be Luka, an All-Star, yeah. right? And Dallas is going to have, could potentially have a worse record than the Sacramento Kings. I mean, you can look around and... Zion's going to be an all-star, probably. But is, but is Dallas getting the national games? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's Zion getting the national games. Yes. That's... Man, you you would be working really. I mean, this may. I mean, you know, Darren's not going to get voted in. This is going to be have a to coaches. be the coaches. Same way, Demar. Right. It's the same way Boogie had to get had to get in. Was the you'd coaches be working? Saying, we we you deserve to be there, right? And how long did it take Lillard? Right. I mean, yeah, for, for as true. good as he is, and Forever. he put up numbers yeah. all the time. And and Blazers were were in the playoffs at that mm-hmm. point, and he was, still wasn't getting love. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Who I keep seeing, it's the Suns are ten and eight, and Chris Paul, you know, doing Chris Paul. So yeah. I have a hard time seeing Chris Paul and Booker not in there just based on the name alone, right? Um, so it's Jeez. it's another one of those things where at least some of these Harden Westbrook like names are getting back into the east durant but it's still i think a hard time in in the west but i mean that i don't know what more fox can do honestly he's doing everything that right like he has to get in like it's it's booker chris paul i mean i'm sure steph will get voted dame i mean whichever guy doesn't get voted will wind up getting in through the coaches I mean, no one on. I I don't. I mean, John Wall's been really good. I don't know that he's. I don't think he's all star good. He's been really good though. Oh man, they're gonna try. They're but gonna try to find a way. They're gonna yeah. try to find a way to 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 keep De'Aaron out of this. And yep, it'll be the Dame Lillard thing all over again. And it was funny because didn't Dame make it? Dame no, Dame missed it, and then he made it, showed out, Based and then like the next year he didn't make it again. Like that, yeah. He's got in between alternates and then like coaching putting him in. I don't think it was until like recently it was actually fan, yeah, fan voted. Um, yeah. but last week we talked about the dunk and the three point contest, right? I saw something yeah. come out today yeah. saying they're like, trying to work it in. <laughs> I, eh, what are you guys doing? Um, like there was a game canceled right surprising. before. 
There was a game canceled right before tip tonight. Although, did you see that uh, Atlanta had courtside seats going today, and a, oh, a lady got it. A lady got into it with LeBron. Yeah, oh, she okay. was getting so kicked I, out. Okay, I heard that. Is that I didn't what they're going to try and was... do? Wow. Maybe they'll have like one row of courtside for All Star. Like if that's if that's where we're going now. So it would be like all the rappers and actors and the celebrities who go to who participate. Are they going to do the celebrity All Star game too? It seems we're. But hell these ladies were all done thing. up, right? They were all done up and yelling at LeBron and. Throw, taking their masks off mm. and yelling and putting them back on. And then they had the video going so that if you kicked me out, I'm still recording you while you're kicking me out. Oh, I've got to go. I've got to go. Only see in this Atlanta, video. right? Atlanta was going. Sadly, sadly, good old, good but, old Atlanta, Georgia. But if that's like, if that's what. I mean, if they're allowing that at games now, maybe yeah. that's what we'll see at the All Star game. Um, yeah. I, I I guess I guess we're just all hell bent on getting everything back to normal and maybe you know I, I I'm I'm more concerned with 23 games being postponed uh, so far than I am uh, yeah. congregating one... all the league's best players into yeah. one location and <laughs> hoping that everything goes well. Yeah, what was it? The Pistons and Denver got postponed like right before tip off, yeah. like literally. Yeah. Um, and one of them plays. The Kings coming up on Saturday. Um, Who is it? Well, we've got the Celtics on Wednesday. We've got the Nuggets on Saturday. So it's Nuggets. Yeah. So I am trying to remember if it was Nuggets or I think it was the Pist. I think it was Detroit that tested. So that might not affect um, the Kings if that's if that's the thing. But man, this is a this is a rough stretch. Celtics, Nuggets, Clippers. Sixers. Those are the Kings' next four games. And it starts Wednesday versus the Boston Celtics. They're coming off of that tough, tough loss uh, against the Lakers on Saturday. And um, Jalen Brown is playing just out of this freaking world. And, of course, Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum. Kemba Walker is still kind of trying to find his legs a little bit. But that's it's 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 great. I mean, a three-one road trip. You couldn't be happier. You couldn't be more pleased. I mean, you're one point away from a perfect road trip, which is absolutely insane to think about. And man, that that Memphis cancellation, those that that back-to-back stretch with Memphis that wound up being postponed. It's really hard to not believe that that time at home that time practicing and even the few days that those guys were able to get off. It's really hard to believe that that's not playing a big factor into the way that the Kings played over the course of the last four games. Yeah. You know, and we can't do that practice, mm-hmm. practice right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like it is. And especially right on the defensive end, we want to see what spending what two, three days strictly on defense make a difference. Yes, we're still seeing lapses, but then we're also seeing 21 and 15 point quarters, which we were not seeing before. Yeah. So, um, especially from a new coach who's, you know, essentially trying to implement, I would assume, a new system or a system in regards to what he thinks will will succeed with this team mm-hmm. um, and Rex. And so I, you know, it's it's nice to see. And that's, I've said this too, where I love that every 
timeout and whistle, you're seeing Gentry and Rex like clapping and going directly at guys like Fox on offense, right? Rex is going right to Halliburton talking defense, going to Buddy, going to Barnes, where um right our our core guys like i i just like seeing that that's they target in on them they're telling them xyz and then you're seeing it being implemented um out on the court so yeah i mean you can't deny that practice has made a difference and we were wondering that right and so um it was nice to see and yes they were using using it as an excuse and so rightly so it It yeah. got him, you know, and, and we understand that they didn't have the normal training camp, right? That's, they're not having the normal, you know, road trips. They're not having the normal pre-games and, you know, these normal things that you're getting um, in, a, in a, a normal season, right? Mm-hmm. And who knows when you're going to get that again. So it's nice seeing guys, you know, picking things up on the fly. Will it continue? Hopefully, you know, we'll... We'll see. They're coming back home. So, um, yeah, I good mean, to see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But can't good fault to, it. It's it's working. So Good to see Metu get eight seconds of play tonight. Um, Did he? I totally missed that, and I was yeah, hoping he would get I, in earlier. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got a solid eight seconds tonight. Uh, you mentioned Kyle Guy a minute ago. I feel like this is worth pointing out. Kyle Guy saw minutes in the first quarter the other night. Like uh-huh. he's that that's I mean that's kind of dope. Like he just and and he played on I the mean, second night of a back to back, right? Yeah, yeah, he played pretty well. He showed, right? Like and that and that's what you want to see from guys being thrown into these situations. Like we talked about Metu before, right? Like the first the first time he got thrown in there it was a little rough, but you saw the progression each time, right? That he got thrown in with those guys. Um it was great seeing Kyle Guy getting essentially thrown to the wolves like that mm-hmm. right not having i mean you know he doesn't have the minutes with those guys and so you know ne- you really don't know how how it's going to go chemistry wise and comfort and being able to read where you know when guys are going to be in certain areas or making certain moves um he it was it was pretty seamless right like he looked like he belonged out there he looked like he was ready to play and on tonight i was laughing because there was one where he got isoed with brandon with brandon ingram and he forced ingram to actually throw out of it and Mm -hmm. where to me that seemed like an easy ingram iso right where um i think it was greg said he literally is like a gnat on you like just moving and like moving his body and will force you to throw it throw it away from him but it was it's nice to see the progressions on on his level, not just offensively, but he wasn't getting killed defensively. And that, to me, that's normally the biggest thing you hear about him is you can't throw him in because he's going to get killed on defense. He held his own. So yeah. it's, he he looked like he belongs. So depending on what happens with Kojo, right? I, I don't know. If, if he stays here for the rest of the season, it's, he's, his place fluctuating right and his minutes we're seeing his minutes go down um will you see more opportunities for um a guy like Kyle Guy? I I would like to see it as as a two-way I'd like to see what you have there genuinely like we're seeing with Metu because we know quite a few of these guys are not are not going to be here right if they don't get traded at, at this deadline that I have a hard time believing are going to be here next season. 
So this is where I would like to see, um, again, what, what you have in, you have in these players. So. And we got uh, GR, uh, Glenn, I don't think GR three is hurt. I just think he's kind of out of the rotation. I think that's, I and, think that's all that yeah. boils down to. And he him. was he's at the beginning out. of the season, kind of like where we saw him and belly fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other night we saw Kyle guy go in, ex- you know, rather than GR three and they've been playing, um, GR three at like the three, four, even though he's usually kind of used at two or three, um, depending on, you know, lineup size, who's out there. But I, I genuinely think it's depending on the flow of the game and, and how, because we, what's it? I don't know if it was the heat game or the magic game, but he didn't play in the first half. And then you saw him thrown out there in the second half, similar to how Kyle guy was. So to me that that end of the bench like that, where you have GR three, you have guy, whatever happens with belly, if he gets thrown in there or not, but it seems like he's using them as kind of like throw in change of pace guys in the second half. Um, someone mentioned Jabari, like he's there, but we're not seeing him be thrown in. Um, so I, I, yeah, I don't well, know what's good. I mean, Celtics are up next in a brutal stretch for the Kings. It includes the, uh, Nuggets, the Clippers and the 76ers, but they finished this four game road trip, uh, three and one. Absolutely fantastic stuff. We appreciate you so much for being with us. If you're listening on the audio version of the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell all your friends about the Kings cast here, the Sacramento Kings podcast on the Hoopball Podcast Network. If you're watching along, please hit the, the thumbs up on YouTube. Let everybody know that you like this. Uh, follow along on Twitch and do all of that fantastic stuff, Jill. I would say this thing about Jabari is I would remember, too, that supposedly um we're going to be seeing jeffries coming back where Mm. if jeffries was healthy you wouldn't be talking about gr3 you wouldn't be talking about kyle guy sure you would like i don't think you'd be talking about any any of those guys and it would be jeffries getting those minutes um so i would say i mean it's i want to say in like at least the next week or two it's we're supposed to be getting that update on them so um that's that's the name i would be looking out for um for coming back and getting the minutes as it as it comes because he did earn that and earned Luke's trust last year based on his yeah. play. So I have a hard time with him not healthy, seeing him not getting um, some time in here. Some so. time, yeah, yeah. and that's the, it's the important thing. To, but we're not talking about major minutes. We're just talking about, like, rotational time. Like, Kyle Guy did a fantastic job the other night. with the, the, I think he played damn near 15 minutes. Tonight it was only uh, Jay-Z, 444. Uh, but he did, um, he's, I mean, you, you, you talk about staying ready, getting out, out there on the floor when you haven't played in weeks, man. He did a fantastic yeah, job. Yep. We appreciate you so much for listening. We appreciate you so much for watching. Uh, again, make sure you follow all the ESPN 1320 social channels as we have tons of content popping up for you here uh, before Kings games, after Kings games, and all of that great stuff. For Joe Edge, I'm Damian Barling. We thank you so much uh, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.